0: If you are able to stand, would you stand for the reading of God's infallible and inerrant word that comes to us today from the book of the prophet Isaiah, where he talks about the Redeemer of Israel, beginning with verse 1 and going to a per- portion of verse 3, these words, but now, thus says the Lord. Now, not Isaiah. Isaiah. This is not from Isaiah, who was a man just as you and I are, called of God, but from the Lord. So what you read and hear today is from the Lord. Thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, that is the people of Israel, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, I have redeemed you. I have called you, get this, I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. For I am the Lord your God. The Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Oh Lord, thank you so much for this word. It is a strong staff to us as we walk through this life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Be seated. We've just returned from Mississippi and uh, all the rat adventures and all those things that happened. Elizabeth wasn't much impressed with my shooting. It took me more than one shot to hit and kill that rat, but he's dead. But Elizabeth and I more than once talked about... uh, how glad we would be to be back to Lakeview, and um, you all are so dear to our hearts. And uh, and when we're away, you're always in our thoughts and prayers. I prayed for you, Alyssa and I have an extensive prayer time every night where we go through the names of every. Person in this church that is that is dealing with issues that we are aware of, health issues and other issues, and we hold those things in absolute confidence. Of course, a uh, preacher's wife has to keep things to herself, just like the preacher. But we lift you up, and uh, and it's it's uh, with me. I mean. I rejoice when you rejoice. I'm going to have a new baby in the church tomorrow. Rejoice. And I weep with you who weep, and I struggle with you who struggle because I'm your pastor, and Jesus teaches me to love you as I love myself. And as unworthy a man as I am to stand in this pulpit, someday you're going to have another preacher here. He may be far better than I am, but I promise you, you'll never have any preacher that loves you more than I love you. And as I reflect over your lives and what you go on, you, um, you know, I, I don't mind saying this. This is the greatest church I ever pastored, and I've pastored some good ones. This is the greatest church I've ever pastored. Because I discover among you all the depth of the love of the Lord in a powerful way. I meet you all and so often in the things we talk about, you're hungry and thirsting to be more like the Lord. You love one another even as Christ has loved you. I could go on and on. I mean, this church, I promise you, is, is a lighthouse to many. You are so sweet and good. I feel unworthy. But as I reflect over your life, I know that some of you are going through some trials. We all do. You know, we're, we're all dealing with things. We, we're dealing with sicknesses. Our head deacon and his lovely wife have, have been dealing with some major health issues in their life. And, and Gene and Jessica, they're, they're dealing with it. Uh, you know, Jessica, I shared your testimony down with some people in Mississippi when I was there. When, when you were first diagnosed, you may have forgotten telling me this, but you knew how anxious and worried I was. I kind of love Jessica and Jean like they're my own youngins, and 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 you looked at me, Jessica, and you said, "However this turns out, I'm going to be all right." Hallelujah. I know that you are dealing with those things, and and uh, uh, Sheila, all that you've been through, and and uh, and God's continued to hold you, and little Jarvis, that just breaks my heart to think about a little child crying out in pain. And that works on mama and daddy, as you can tell us about Caleb. That works on grandpa and grandma. You all, some of you, are going through some hard times on family issues. I've had a couple of you, uh, three of you, in fact, uh, share with me the, the concern you have over your child or your relative's spiritual life. I have some of those concerns in my own family. And at times it may seem like that that the world weighs us down. My brother David Smith, he's been so good to me. He's battling ailments that they can't even identify sometimes. And you're always in my prayers. And when I was thinking about you down in Mississippi, I was was thinking, the Lord wants me to make the effort to give you encouragement, but not only encouragement, but to give you strength and power as you deal with whatever issue in life that concerns you, and we all have. of lost loved ones, of illnesses, of job demands. we got one member here, I'm afraid some of his overseers in his work uh, took their academic training at Attila the Hun School of Business because of the way they get treated. Issues in our homes, the stress and anxiety of life. (laughs) Isaiah loved his people. He loved them more than any of the false prophets loved them because he loved them enough to tell the truth. And and God put on his heart through, his, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to talk to the people about their sins. And Israel's sin was great. It was in idolatry. It was uh, uh, teaching things contrary to the truth of God, just like it's going on in the United States today. And, and he knew that the fruit of turning away from God was going to be punishment and suffering, and yet he knew within the people of Israel not all of them were wicked. Some of them loved God, but he knew also that they would have to go through hard times because of it, you know. Let me tell you something, folks. Write this down in your book. If you believe the Bible, you know it's true. When God punishes a nation, he not only punishes the the guilty, but the innocent also suffer. And so he's writing today to the innocent. He's writing today to those that would be the remnant, the the faithful ones. And and he he knows what they're dealing with. And he knows all the things that are coming. And and just like he knows the problems they will face. But he says to them. But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob. And he formed you, O Israel, fear not, don't be afraid. I have redeemed you. You know, one of the marvelous things about the true and living faith, you contrast it to the other world religions. Those gods are always distant. Those gods are always capricious, Uh, I remember being in India, preaching one time, and uh, I was talking to a Hindu, and the Hindu said, uh, I said, well, we're afraid of our gods because we don't know what they're going to do next, because there's no consistency in Hinduism, no rhyme, no reason, but the true and living God is very different. The true and living God, which we know and worship and who knows us, is very different, For that God is intimately involved with us. He knows who we are. He knows us by name. You know, being a preacher, sometimes you get stuck in situations that you're afraid are going to be really embarrassing. At our church up in Hickory, we always have one of the deacons standing with me to greet people as they leave. And this particular Sunday, the person standing next to me was the assistant postmaster of the city of Hickory, and um, and I just preached on how God knows us. And this little boy Wayne Erwood, he's a grown man now, a great Christian. He sends me emails to encourage me, and vice versa. Wayne came out the door, and he looked up at me, and he said, "You know, preacher, Jesus is better than the post office." And I thought, "Oh God, you're the post." <laughs> And I said, yeah, he says, yes, Jesus knows our real name and our correct address. (laughs) He got the point of the message, just a little bit. Our God is a God that is not distant. He knows us. He knows us by name. Ray, he just said, that guy that lives on that beautiful pond that the preacher ran off and messed up his yard thinking he was in the driveway. uh, He he didn't say, just say, God. He says, I know Ray Doss by name. And that's true for every believer in this room. That is true for every one of you that has a true living faith in Jesus Christ. He knows your name. Then he says, you're mine. Monty, you belong to God. You're his. And that's true for everyone in this church who believes. You're his. You're mine. Now, who is this mind that we belong to? It is the very one who is sovereign and formed the world He formed us. He knew us before we were ever born. He's the all-powerful God. Now, the world may reject him. The United States is rejecting him, but they will not overpower him. He is God, and his will will rule. Do you hear me? His will will rule in the life of nations and in the life of individuals. And blessed are they that belong to him. For what does he say? When you pass through the waters, he's talking about troubles, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow. You won't be drowned. And when you walk through the fire, and that may be the fire of of tribulations for standing for the truth of Christ, or whatever that fire would be, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord, all-powerful, almighty. I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel. And get this, get this, your Savior, what that means. He's your deliverer. He pointed out to his people the source of true assurance and encouragement. He pointed out to them they were the children of God. Now, again, I've said this before. I want you all to know this. I mean, there's all kinds of false teachings out in the world, and people get deceived by them. One of the false teachings you hear all the time, we're all the children of God. No, we're not. We are all created by God, but the only children of God are those who have come to him through faith in Jesus Christ. They alone can say, Abba, Father, Daddy. They alone have this intimate and assured relationship. If you are at that place today, praise God and give him thanks. Because you're his child. So intimately did God know those faithful in Israel that he knew them by name. And I want to encourage every one of you today to receive the truth if you are in faith with Jesus Christ. Your God knows you by name. He knows everything you're dealing with in life that makes you anxious. He knows every problem you deal with, whether it's illness, whether it's alienation in your home or with someone else. He knows it all. You are not going through these things alone. Can you say that to say? I, can you say it with me? I am not going through these things alone. Hallelujah. You know that. And I I want to encourage you today to don't trust in your feelings. You know, sometimes we fall into despair. Do you ever fall into despair? I'm not going to lie and say I don't fall into despair because sometimes I do. Usually it's about myself. I know that God is transitioning me to a better place because now I worry about my own faults more than I worry about the faults of others. That's a positive thing spiritually. I used to get upset with the Amish. They stayed so busy watching what each other was doing, they didn't watch over what they did themselves. God knows you, everything about you. And he not only knows where you are, he knows your final destination. He knows And we can rejoice to know that he knows us by name. How was it, Jesus said? uh, uh, Rejoice that your name is written where? Lamb's book of life. Rejoice. He knows it. Up there in heaven with all of his, I know I'm probably last on the list. I deserve to be. But somewhere on that list. Of the people that are going to be there, somewhere there's a place at the table with my name card on it. He knows my name, Gerald M. Sanders. He knows your name. If you're in Christ, he knows your name. And to those whose name he knows, he, he, he gives a word of promise. Trust in God's word, not how you feel. I, if I fall into despair, I just remember and remind myself, I'm not trusting my feelings. That's a dangerous thing, you know. Christians sometimes who are married say, I just don't feel like I love my wife or my husband. That's a terrible thing to feel. You do feel it. But I trust in God's word to be absolutely faithful and committed to that person I've pledged my life to in Christ. I trust his word, not my feelings. When I fall into despair and when I'm troubled and I'm worried, don't trust those feelings. Trust in the word of God and what it promises. That'll make your life so much better. I can tell you a personal story of learning that lesson the hard way, but I don't have time today. God knows you so intimately that he knows you by name. Think about that. All these preachers talking about self-esteem. Let me tell you the answer to that. There can be no better self-esteem in life than to know that God knows you by name and you're his. Can anybody tell me anything that ought to make you feel bad about yourself? I can't. I can't. He promises to keep you and I through all things. Rejoice. Whatever comes. Yes, Amen. Jessica, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. When you pass through the waters of despair, you'll be all right. The rivers of anxiety, you're going to be all right. The burning of sorrow and suffering and illness, you'll be under his divine care. You're going to be all right. Say no spiritually to the feelings of hopelessness and say yes to God's promise. Say no to the fears of life and say yes to God's promise. To know that no matter what befalls you as a believer, the Lord is going to see you through to a glorious end. Your God is not a God far away. Your God is not a God who doesn't care about you. Your God is not a God who absents himself from you in times of trouble. Oh, turn to prayer in times of trouble and know his sweet presence. Your God is a God that knows us by name. You're not just another church member if you're in Christ. You know him and he knows you by name.